It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, Matt Hausman with Smart Money Questions Side Thought Week 2. Okay, let's roll with this. Hope you guys liked the first one. I did get some great feedback. I appreciate that. Once again, smartmoneyquestions.com. Always feel free to email us a question that you would like for us to feature on the show. Info at smartmoneyquestions.com or feel free to give us a call in the office, 610-719-3003. And I'm going to go ahead and start this out real quick. I'm going to jump right into it. I had this conversation literally just a couple days ago with someone that came into my office. Real good conversation a uh, great guy, and I thought it was that what I discussed with him is what I'm going to go over with you right now, and I'm going to c- try and condense. I know it might be hard because you guys know I love to talk. Is I'm going to take an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty minute meeting, and I'm going to condense it down to about ten minutes. So bear with me if I talk a little fast. Luckily, it's on a podcast, so you can always rewind, pause, take notes. But I really thought this was interesting in talking to him and how we could use this situation for all of us to, it really comes down to dealing with our emotions or hopefully being able to control our emotions, looking at things from a different lens, changing our paradigm, and making better, hopefully, financial decisions with this. And it's not necessarily that what I was trying to point out to him was a better decision than what what he was relaying to me. It was the idea of looking at it differently. And then hopefully being Spock and being very logical and not have an emotion into it, we can really be able to make a very good educated decision. So the situation is this. Gentleman came in, great guy. Him and his wife recently retired. They've got really good pensions, strong pensions. There's going to be a step up in income in different sources of income for retirement over the next three to four years. And he started talking about, I've got this asset over here. And the asset that he was talking about was an IRA. It's a qualified retirement account, as you all know, or hopefully you will know after you hear this, is that every dollar that comes out of an IRA, including the tax dollar, is countable in your reportable taxable income every year. And he's got this asset over here, and he said, but what I really wanna do is I wanna take about $100,000 and pay down my mortgage. I've got a mortgage, and I've got 21 years left on it, and I'm retired, and I just don't wanna have that thing anymore. I just can't stand making the payment. And I asked him, I said, well, let me ask you something. Do you have enough money to make the mortgage payment? And he said, oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got, you know, our income need is is considerably lower than what our guaranteed, this is the key, guaranteed retirement income is through our pensions and Social Security and stuff. And so, yeah, we've got plenty of money. I said, okay. And then we've got this asset over here that is an IRA type asset. Are you familiar with how that is taxable? He goes, yeah, I I think I am. I know I'm probably going to get hit on the head when I take this kind of money out, but I just can't stand having that mortgage. And so I said, well, let let me just throw a couple scenarios out to you and kind of show you maybe a different way of thinking before you decide to stroke Uncle Sam some very serious dollars. 
And so the scenario I went through with him and what I, I'm hoping I'm able to convey this to you through the podcast is going to be just from a strictly a numbers perspective. And so we understand that his income need is considerably lower than his guaranteed income stream on a monthly basis. He can easily pay the mortgage. So what I said to him is, well, what about this? You realize that if you want to pay down $100,000 on the mortgage, you're going to have to pull out around 130000 And by the way, that's just to cover the Fed. That's just federal taxes. This particular person I was speaking to lives in Delaware. So I said, you're going to be subject to Delaware state tax. Now, obviously, if you're in PA or if you're in Florida or other states where we have clients where there's no state income tax, that wouldn't be the case. But in this case, it's Delaware. So I said, we're just going to talk about the federal government here, is that to get $100,000 out, you are going to have to take out $130,000 out of the IRA. You're going to pay $30,000 in tax to then take $100,000 and pay. That means because of his other income, roughly in that year, he's going to pay close to $40,000 in federal income tax to take $100,000 and put against the mortgage. I said, but how about we do this? You already have the income and the income that you're bringing in is already being taxed. So instead of taking a big chunk out of an IRA and creating another taxable event, that then you're taking that and basically you're now investing in the real estate or your home is what if we just throw an extra $500 a month? Let's just, you know, we'll add an extra $500. We're going to do it right now. And instead of pulling out 130000 why don't we say move $50,000 and transfer that to a Roth? And let's do that over the course of the next seven to eight years. And how fast are we going to pay the mortgage down in doing that extra $500 a month? And how much interest are we going to save? And what's the benefit of the Roth conversion? So the conclusion was, is that if we went ahead and we just did an extra $500 a month, and this is the key from income that is already being taxed, we're not creating another taxable situation and we're not using up another asset is that that's going to save him seven years and almost $50,000 in interest. Just doing that, just throwing an extra $6,000 of money that's already taxable. And then if we do the $50,000 conversion, we're only going to create a $10,000 taxable event. And the $50,000, if we do that for seven or eight years, then we're going to end up having a three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand plus whatever gain on whatever you decide to invest in, in a Roth IRA that not only is not taxable anymore to you, the owner or the person who converted it, but also to the spouse and to the heirs. And guess what? We still have our real estate. We've still been driving that balance down. Quite frankly, we talked and I said, you know, if you want to do more than $500, you can afford it. What if you did an extra $750 or an extra $1,000? An extra $1,000 pulls it way, way down and we're going to save close to $70,000 in interest. We're going to have it paid off in probably around 10 years. And at the same time we're doing this Roth conversion strategy, we're still creating an asset And what I mean by that is we haven't exhausted the asset or taking out close to $400,000 out of that asset, that IRA asset, 
paid ninety to ninety-five thousand dollars in taxes, and now we have a house that's free and clear. So when we really think about what we did, if we just make an extra payment and then we do the Roth conversion, is now not only do we have the house, which is going to go tax-free to the heirs because of a step-up in basis process that happens when when him and his wife pass, but now they've got a Roth IRA that they can use while they're still living and their heirs would inherit should there be anything left and they wouldn't have to pay any taxes as well. So we can either go in and we can pay $90,000 to Uncle Sam over the course of the next three years and have exhausted our asset and have an asset that is now just our home, which many of you have heard, unless you're in the real estate business, meaning the rental business or the flip business, don't look at your real estate or your primary home as an investment. It's a place to live. It's not something I would suggest that we just want to be investing in thinking that our real estate over the course of time is going to be this great investment long-term for the heirs. In this case, we have been able to pay it off. We've reduced interest. We've reduced our overall tax obligation, and we've created a Roth IRA, which would then be very tax efficient long-term, not only for this owner, but for his spouse and for the heirs. So, I thought it was really interesting as we were coming to the end of the conversation and he was sitting there. It's like, wow, man, I, I guess I never really thought about it. Like I can see now where the emotion, because I just, and this, I, I can so remember this and I've heard so many people say this. I just hate writing that mortgage payment. Oh my goodness. I can't stand it. And I agree with you. I'm not a real fan of writing it either. But in my particular case, which I believe is no different than his particular case, is I'm not sacrificing my investment dollars or my investment assets to pay down a mortgage, which, by the way, his interest rate's 4%. My interest rate's 4%. I am going to, within my budget, within my monthly budget, I am going to go ahead and do what he's doing and making extra payments towards that principal, but I'm not going to sacrifice what I'm putting away on a monthly basis into my investment portfolio because I know the investment portfolio has the potential to drastically outpace in growth, outpace the real estate. So I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to throw that scenario out. Hopefully that's been helpful and we can start to see where sometimes the emotion that we have is so strong that we might be overlooking possible other opportunities. And those other opportunities, in this particular case, should he want to go down that road, could be very, very valuable long-term. I mean, think about the idea if you were sitting, you know, in five or seven or eight years, a four, five, $600,000 Roth IRA that you know Uncle Sam will not be on your payroll. That's a beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. I hope we all can see that because I don't know about you, but I'm not a real fan every year when I have to, or quite frankly, on a quarterly basis, when I have to stroke a check to good old Uncle Sam and the governor of PA. So hopefully that was helpful. That was just a scenario that just recently happened. As I've said, I want this side thoughts to be kind of the things that happen in our practice and in the conversations we have with people. And hopefully this can end up strengthening and encouraging 
all of you out there in our community. So with that being said, if you have any other questions or you'd like for us to address a particular topic, doesn't even have to be a question, just shoot that to us at info at smartmoneyquestions.com or feel free to call us at 610-719-3003 and we'll make sure to address that on a future show. So that's it. Appreciate everyone listening today. All the best. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Thanks again.